Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel R. Harris. If you are new around here, welcome to the podcast. I really look forward to recording these episodes every week, and I keep it real, right? Yes, I'm a professional dog trainer, but also I'm just a human living in the world with my dogs just like you. So if you are struggling with certain behaviors, do yourself a favor and go to the Disorderly Dogs website and use the search function. I have done a lot of podcast episodes over the last several years. So if you're looking for a specific behavior that you are trying to change, modify, and or teach to your dog, check out the search function over on the website. I really hope you enjoyed the replay episode about stranger danger. I know that a lot of you have dogs who struggle with stranger danger, so I hope that 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 episode was helpful. I want to just kind of fill you in on some of the things that have been happening in my world, as you may have gathered by the title Growing Pains. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about spicy and some things that have come up recently, but I want to just fill you in on what's happening here in Colorado. So summer is our season for sure. Honestly, like someone asked me recently, how are you? I was like, it's really, really naturally easy for me to be just extraordinary in summer. Like it is my season for show. So we have been hiking and camping and living our best life (laughs) and outside of enjoying nature. I've been really busy with um, the this round of Reactive Redefined, supporting all of the students inside of there. It's been really amazing to get to know everybody, see videos, support them, and help them make meaningful behavior change with their reactive dogs. Additionally, I have some really awesome in-person clients that I'm supporting right now. Lots of reactivity mainly, which I know you all are so surprised to hear. Um, but it's been really fun to support a lot of my clients in person as well. So many of you know that I work at a wolf sanctuary here in Colorado. If you don't know that, I did an episode all about it, so you can go back and listen to that. But I was contracted at the wolf sanctuary for many reasons, but one of those reasons being to prepare all 30 animals for their move to their new facility, which we have been doing. I had the great privilege of helping move several animals to the new facility and I am extremely humbled and honored to be a part of this process. The organization at large is absolutely incredible. They just bend over backwards and go above and beyond for these animals and it is so extraordinary to see a lot of the wolves in their new home. So I have been very busy enjoying summer, working with my clients and working with the wolves. So I hope you all have also been having a really nice summer with your dogs. So I want to talk about growing pain. So I have done several episodes about Spicy, just the journey, right? Like raising her as a puppy, seeing her be an adolescent, and Spicy is one whole year old now, which is crazy. Time just flies. I can't even believe how fast it has gone. And this is a time where you start to see dogs make shifts, right, and how they perceive perceive the world. So if you've listened to this podcast before, if you are 
behavior savvy, you know that dogs go through a bit of a transitionary period when they hit social maturity, right? And that can basically be anywhere between like one and three years old. So it just kind of depends on the dog and what's going on. But I have definitely noticed some behavior shifts in Spicy as she starts to age. And I think it's one of those that Honestly, Spicy has been really, really easy in like a lot of ways, right? She really has a great ability to self-regulate. She listens really well. All of her trained skills, seriously, she'll do them anywhere. (laughs) It doesn't matter what's going on. She'll do them. And she's been really, really easy. And recently, some things came up that weren't so easy. So I wanted to share those things with you all and just elaborate on the fact that social maturity, it's normal for dogs' behavior to kind of ebb and flow. It's normal for them to feel differently about certain stimulus. It's normal for them to experiment with different behaviors and seeing how those work for them. And I would argue that this is the time, right? Like one to two where we really, really have to support our young dogs emotionally. Um, Because if not, they may develop some habits and behavior routines that we're not in love with. So many of her, many of you have heard me talk about spicy camping, right? So this was her first summer with us and she has done three camping trips so far. And on our first two camping trips, she was amazing. Like seriously, not a single complaint. She did everything I could ask of her. She was extraordinary. But our most recent camping trip, she was not quite as easy And that's okay. So there was definitely a few major variables at play that I want to tell you about because I think that's going to give you more insight into why some of the things came up and how we handled those things. So first of all, Spicy started to go into heat (laughs) right before we left for our camping trip, right? So, you know, timing is just timing. Sometimes we can't always control that, right? So this is actually my first female who has gone into season. All of the other female dogs that we've had were already spayed by this point. So we never dealt with a dog going into season. So we made the decision to bring Spicy anyways, (laughs) right? We were going with lots of friends and family and other dogs that she knows, and we knew that she would have a really good time. So we made the decision to bring her even though she was going into heat, right? Going into heat starts to make her feel kind of strange. Maybe she's a little bit more tired than she normally would be. So we took those things into account. The ver- the second variable here, right, additionally with her going into heat, is that this camping trip had more people than any other camping trip she had been on before. And Spicy really has never met a stranger, right? Like adults, she likes all adults. Like she's happy to like go up and greet them and get pets from strangers. Like all of that she's really comfortable with, right? She, There's no major feelings there. She's like, oh yeah, people are awesome. We have some really good friends who have um, a baby and she's seven months old and Spicy has met her before and she really has been unbothered, right? Like, oh, there's a baby in your arm and sometimes it cries and sometimes it drops food and that's cool, right? Like Spicy doesn't really have any big feelings about that. The major variable here is that some of our friends have kids between the age of five and 10 and that is not something that Spicy has a ton of experience with. So Spicy had early socialization with um, 
younger kids, right? So like three and under and then older kids, like 11 to 15, all of which she really didn't have major feelings about, right? Like notice they were there. Okay, that's cool. Was happy to get pets from older kids. But this trip, there were kids in between. And the reason that their age is relevant, because if any of you have kids or spend time with kids, that age range, right? So really like the five to 10 age range, behavior starts to get a little bit more uh, erratic, a little bit more boisterous, right? In kids that age. And Spicy had a lot of feelings around, around kids this age. So to, you know, make a long story relatively short for your listening pleasure, we camped with about 25 people. Most of them were adults, um, all of which that she knows and did perfectly fine with. We camped with, I think that there were five or six other dogs there. All of the dogs Spicy knows she gets along well with. Her BFF um, Azul was there, so she played with her crazy. But we were there, right? And we had set up camp and we were hanging out and we were there for a night before the kids arrived. This is relevant because Spicy got comfortable in our campsite, got comfortable in our space, and all of the people that were in our space she knew already, right? These kids she had not met before. So that was another variable, right? She was in a space that she already perceived to be home with people she knew, and these kids came into that space. Okay, so something I want to talk about really quickly as a sidebar here. So Waylon is extraordinary with kids all ages doesn't matter like he has seriously like dove into like groups of like 20 elementary age kids and just like everybody pet me I love this so I have a little bit of uh I guess you could call it a bias because Waylon is so social with kids I never have to worry about him he is great obviously we're still cautious with our friend's young child and we don't put him in situations that he could potentially hurt the baby accidentally but like young kids elementary age kids Waylon's like yes, kids are awesome. I love them. And I I just kind of assumed that Spicy would feel the same way. And I was wrong. I assumed wrong. Okay. So what happened, right? And if you follow me over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, you saw the reel that I posted about this, right? So you can kind of see the real time sketchy feelings come to life. But the, the kids came right later in the day, we were all at camp. Spicy had been playing, rustling hard, basically all day with her best friend Azul. Like these two are hilarious. They just want to play and play and play and play. And they really are so good. They take breaks, they self-regulate, they don't really need us. So honestly, we had just been letting the dog play all day long and I think that spicy was probably pretty tired at this point right and then you know cue kids running in there were four kids total running into camp you know being kids doing kid stuff and Waylon of course runs up to the kids and is like hey guys you can pet me right and it was adorable right to see Waylon do that and the kids were so excited to meet Waylon and I let spicy approach right because I'm like oh yeah she'll be fine with kids no she was not fine with the kids so what happened is that she was very nervous, right? So a lot of nervous body language, low tail, which is like a weird nervous wag. Her eels, her ears were pinned back. Her body was kind of crouched and kind of low, like she was ready to make a break for it. And what resulted was a lot of barking, 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 so much barking. Okay. So this was basically the first moment where I was like, hmm, okay, this is going to need my attention, <laughs> right? Because honestly, Spice is a dog who like, 
Obviously, we set her up for success, but she doesn't need a lot of my attention or management, really. Like, she does really good in social settings. I don't really have to worry about her too much. But she started to bark. And I think that this is a behavior that often gets really misinterpreted, right? Because she doesn't run away from the kids, right? So if she ran away from the kids, I think everyone would be like, oh, Spicy's afraid. But she didn't run away. She kind of stood where she was and she barked at the kid which is also still a sign that she is fearful. And I think from Spicy's perspective, she was barking at the kids being like, get out of my space, get out of my space. I'm feeling uncomfortable, right? So <laughs> not ideal, not an ideal way to react or behave. I have to give a shout out to these kids because they were so patient. They were not afraid of her at all. They have dogs at home, right? Like nobody was scared. Everything was fine. The kids were totally fine. And they were really patient, right? As I explained to them, like, hey, Spicy's just really afraid. And obviously, like after I saw her barking, I got in there and I intervened, right? So something that I did immediately was just create space from the kids, right? Like I had spicy tethered in a certain place in the camp spot. I moved her around and I basically immediately jumped into action with a little bit of behavior modification, right? So I got some cookies out every time she looked at the kids. I was marking and rewarding for that. I gave her a walk. I gave her a break and I did everything I could in that moment. Well, it was evening. She was already tired. She's gone into heat, right? We've already been camping for a day and a half and it really, she was definitely just so overtired and stressed. And despite our best efforts, she spent a lot of the evening barking at the kids. Okay. And it just, it was what it was, right? Like I was doing everything in my power to help her feel safe and comfortable, but her little doggy brain was just telling her like, bark at those things and hopefully they'll go away eventually. Right. So she had, we all, not just her, we all had a bit of a rough evening, right? Because it's, it's not as easy to be present and have fun with our friends and family when we're camping, when we're worried about our dog. Right. And like I said, up to this point, like Spicy hadn't really needed any like major guidance or support in anything. And it's, it's fine that she needed us here, but it just, it threw my husband and I off guard just a little bit. Right. So Fast forward, <laughs> we we then tried a couple of other management things. So we put Spicy in the car to give her a chance to take a break, right? She's really good about sleeping in the car. So we put her in the car. She took a nap. Well, just like everything that happens to you all where you can't control all of the variables, there happen to be other packs of young children at this campground meandering and walking by the car and the campsite over and over and over and over again. So not only was she triggered by the kids that were a part of our group, but she was also getting triggered by all of the other kids in this very, very busy campground, right? So Spicy was in the car. She did take a nap, but as the, you know, packs of uh, young children were running around and being loud and, and doing child things, she was having a really hard time in the car. So <laughs> then I took Spicy out of the car and I took her for a walk. And then we do have a, a crate in our tent. So then I put Spicy in her crate in the tent and she did bark just a little bit more in there, but then she did eventually settle down and sleep. And she had a really, really nice, nice night of sleep. Okay. So I think, uh, a major factor to this is I really do think that Spicy was overly tired and that was making it really hard for her to think about behaving in a different way than just like barking at these kids to get out of her space. Okay. So after Spicy had a really good night's sleep that next morning, I made sure to kind of take her out of the scenario a little bit, right? 
up until that point, she had just been tethered at camp and she had just been playing with her friend Azul and she was perfectly content with that. Well, that next day I made it a point to get her a longer sniffy walk, give her a chance to decompress, give her a chance to realize and see people and not feel like she had to bark at everybody. And that was really, really successful. And then throughout that next day, we we really just... My husband and I took turns kind of avoiding the kids so that Spicy didn't have to deal with all of the big feelings that she was having, which honestly ended up being okay, right? Like we are really, really fortunate that our friends and family are an amazing support network for dogs and all things dog behavior. And everyone was willing to like hang out at camp with Spicy while the kids were other places and it worked out really, really nicely actually. And Spicy was able to basically nap all morning and into the afternoon, right? So she really just needed a lot more rest. Then that afternoon when everybody came to camp and we were all eating together, I was having a spicy station, right? So go and lay down on her blanket, right? Giving space from the kids. And we worked on a lot of behavior modification. She looks at the kids, she doesn't bark. She got reinforced for that. And we had a really, really productive session, right? Where she was able to stay under threshold. She wasn't barking at all. She was able to look at the kids. And that's basically where we left it, right? I could have attempted to walk with the kids. I could have attempted to do a few other things, but honestly, it wasn't about making it a major dog training session. What it really was about was preventing Spicy from feeling like her only option when confronted with kids that made her feel uncomfortable was to bark, right? Like that's just what her brain told her. It was just like bark, yell at him, tell him to get out of here. And that's not something that is going to be wildly productive for her or for me as she ages. And my husband and I both, you know, we we definitely had a conversation where we're like, okay, we got to work as a team here because we don't want her to practice this barking. We don't want her to feel like that's the only way that she has to cope. And as the week went on, Spicy was able to kind of see the kids and she still had uncomfortable body language. Like she still wasn't trying to like go to them and be BFFs, but she was able to make more decisions where she moved away. She defaulted to me. She defaulted to my husband. She defaulted to one of the many aunts and uncles that are there that are happy to give her cookies and emotional support. And she was able to make some different choices, right? And I think that it's one of those that after this whole experience happened, I could be like, okay, well, Spicy isn't good with kids. But I don't really think that that's true at all because outside of this particular scenario, we live by a park that has a playground and there's always kids in that age range, five to 10. They're running, they're doing their thing. And Spicy is perfectly fine with that, right? Like she doesn't even, she notices them. She can disengage, she can move on. This camping scenario is really just like the perfect storm of she was in heat, she was overly exhausted and she was kind of established in a physical location that the kids came into. And I think that all of those variables really led to this like, you know, quote unquote, growing pains where she was barking and having these big feelings, right? And it's one of those that, am I going to make an effort to get her around more kids in that age range to create safer associations? I am, right? Because while I... I'm not going to have any kids. Our friends and family have kids, right? And it is important that she can at least tolerate them in her space. She does not have to seek out their attention, right? She does not have to be like 100% comfortable, but I want her to be able to behave in a way that's just a little bit more productive for everyone, which is not just standing there and barking and feeling like she has no other options, right? And these things just come up. 
they just come up sometimes, right? And while it was a little demanding of my time, right? And like, obviously my, my husband participates, but I'm the dog trainer. I know how to like jump into action. I know how to do these things. It was a little bit more demanding of my time, but I'm still really glad that Spicy got to come with us. I'm really glad that she got to have that experience. And honestly, camping with 30 people and kids is something that we maybe do like once a year. So it's not like, you know, I feel like she needs to be good with that by next week because it's going to happen again. It's not, it's going to, we have until next year. And I am also, very fortunate that I have a network of friends that have kids that are happy to help us, right? Help Spicy feel just a little bit more comfortable. And again, like I don't need Spicy to seek out attention from kids like Waylon does. I don't need her to do that, but I need her to be able to cope in a way that isn't just constantly barking because that's not good for her and that's not good for us either, right? So we are obviously home now from our camping trip. We had such a good time despite <clears throat> Spicy having some big feelings. If you are listening and you've been a part of Reactive Redefined, you already know our win challenge model, right? Because I think it's really important to celebrate the wins amongst the challenges. So obviously on our camping trip, a big challenge was Spicy's big feelings about kids. But we had a lot of wins, right? A lot of wins. One, she met a couple of dogs that she did just fine with. With. She was great with every single adult. She responded to all of the cues I could ask of her, right? She slept like a total champ in her crate, right? She's a very good sleeper. And she was just so sweet and affectionate, right? So we had a lot of wins amongst the challenges, but it's one of those that in Spicy's age range, it was a really good reminder that we have to help and support her here because we don't want her to continue to practice the barky feelings because then she feels like that's the only way that she can cope. That's what her little brain was telling her, right? Bark at the things, get them to go away. And it's up to us, right? It's up to myself and my partner to support her and help her realize that she has other ways to behave, right? And we've been really fortunate because she didn't need our support in that way, basically anywhere else in her life, right? It was really just around the kids. So I'm very grateful for the lesson. I'm very grateful for all of my um, knowledge and expertise that I can put into action with my own dogs. But I think it's important to share everything that's happening here, right? Because I know on Instagram, it's really easy just to share the highlight reel. If you follow me on Instagram, you know it is not a highlight reel. Like I keep it super real about what's happening, right? Like, and I think that that's really important, right? because the more honest and real we can be about what's happening in our dog's lives, the easier it is for you, beautiful listener, to one, feel like you're not alone, and two, realize that it's okay to have a dog who struggles in certain circumstances, but there are plenty of ways for us to help them feel more comfortable, right? So, Spicy is still in heat, bless her heart, but since we've been home, she has been her happy, normal self. She basically does everything I ask of her. She walks really nicely on a leash. She loves people. She loves Waylon. So yeah, I'm really grateful for Spicy, but one year old, right? And over the next year, we're really just going to double down on helping her feel comfortable in these settings, right? Because our life is busy. We go a lot of places. We spend time with a lot of different people. Many of those people have kids, 
And we need to support Spicy in that, right? Because Spicy is our family, right? She, Spicy and Waylon are our children and they come. <laughs> All the places where it's safe for them to come, where they're going to have a good time, they come. So, you know, it's good homework for me to support her in some of those settings. And I will definitely be sure to share some of the work that I do with her surrounding her kid feelings over on Instagram. So everyone, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.